0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: In the fall, each year we all congregate, the found dog gathered at the church of Philgate. The scriptures reading from the book and Monson. favorite verse, my God, of Christmas. Journal and the notches for Georgia Bay. Ain't nothing fine or in the lane. Now the 3,000 of our best friends. It's Saturday in that thing.
0: Welcome to the Saturday in Athens podcast. We're a Georgia Bulldogs show by dogs fans for dogs fans. I'm your host, Herschel Gurley, joined as always by my co-host, Boss Dog. And, Boss, I'm a little tired this afternoon. We had a big weekend in Athens, uh, and it was pretty electric. How did the stadium look and feel on the TV broadcast? Because it was vibrant in person.
1: It was awesome on the TV broadcast, Uh, no question. The defense was flying, and you could feel feel it on the TV broadcast. Every time that South Carolina had the ball, it sounded loud. And I feel like that's going to be a theme all season. It reminded me very much so of 2018 and early 2019 home games. And I, I, like I said, I really feel like that's going to be a theme this year that, that Sanford's going to be rocking, especially after not being able to go last year, full, full go. And I mean, I hope we have more night games, man. Cause that was just, that was awesome.
0: Yeah. It was a great atmosphere. Uh, Athens was alive all day. Um, we kind of broke our day into two parts because we had my big kids hanging with us to, uh, partly to celebrate my son's birthday, upcoming birthday, and then also my daughter's first trip to uh, to Athens and had a game between the hedges. So we went out and kind of went around downtown Athens, I don't know, around 11. Perfect. Like, just gorgeous blue skies, um, sunshine. And, you know, we went in and out of the shops downtown and everybody was in a good mood and doing well. And, we stopped by honor reserve and had ourselves in melosa and it was delightful um, and then we went over to Hurdy field with the kids and you know hung out and threw the football around and then walked down and did a bookstore trip and then we went back at about 3:30 to the hotel and even in like the window we were at the hotel from like 3:30 to 5 when we came back out at 5 north campus had like blossomed like tons of tents were out that weren't there when we were there around 1:30 or 2 and man it was it was great. and then going into the stadium like dude, we got into the stadium probably 10 till 6. I mean it's not like we were there late or anything. and the stadium was already tons of people inside and pretty much and I think I saw somebody tweet about this, the entire student section was full like paint line, spike squad, it was full, and then we got there. We tried to make our way over to see the Spike Squad, and right as we got to the Spike Squad so the kids could see them, the uh, like security and ushers people like on the pavilion are like, "You guys, you guys gotta get out of here. You can't be here right now. Marching band's coming." So then we like kind of get filtered away, and then do the Aww. whole the whole marching band like flows in, and so then they're like getting themselves ready, and I don't know, man. It was just it was a cool cool atmosphere. And they were doing something that this is a little tangent, but you would have loved. They did this thing where I don't know if it was like Georgia auctions or who was running it, but at like four different points in the stadium, they had all of this memorabilia set up like signed jerseys, signed pictures, signed footballs. And it was like a silent auction. You just make a bid. And then if you won the bid, you come back in the third quarter, it's yours. And so oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so they took bids till like halftime. So we kind of milled around and looked out for a little bit. Um, But we we got to our seats, I would say, around, I don't know, maybe 6.30. And, I mean, dude, you know, I I love all the pregame stuff. So marching band came out and played and lone trumpeter and then battle him. And I don't know, you know, hair just stands up on your arms because it was just so cool. And then the dog's entrance now is just I mean it's alive. Like they got the they got the image on the screen. I sent you the video, but they got yeah. the image on the screen of like the chains around the door and I don't know. Then they come out and man it was rocking. Like that decibel level thing they have all night was I would say in the beginnings around hundred to hundred to three in that range. And then on certain big third downs and stuff, it was hitting a hundred. And I would say it stayed pretty steady in the 95 to 98 range. I mean, it was it was rocking. And I mean, this is we'll talk about the game, I promise, but this is important <laughs> too because it's like the experience is just so awesome. When they got to the third quarter at the end of the third quarter and did light up Sanford and then rolled that light up Sanford right into the red lights and that whole place went red. I mean, it was like the best party you've ever been to, because you know by that point Georgia's just laying South Carolina out. Some people had left already because it was such a blowout. You know, the energy had gotten a little lower in the stadium, and after that, it was like it was kickoff again. Like you could just feel it, and yeah, man, it was it was awesome. And that student section was so involved and so just, I don't know, man, they were energetic all night and they were standing all night and, you know, they gave out because it was the red out. They gave out only the red, like, I don't know, pom-poms, the wrong word, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about things were just shaking all night and it was, it was really, really cool. So it, it was great. And obviously it helps that they came out, start hot, stay hot, right? I mean, yeah, they came out rolling and can we just talk about this? Like, because it's been going on since game one and we talked about it when we watched game again last night, does Channing Tendle have a jet pack on underneath his shoulder pads? (laughs) Like your boy is just flying around the field and I love it. I, I told you early he was one of my like breakout guys. After we saw him at G Day, I thought he was going to have a good year, just because he's primed and ready. And you know he was extra motivated last night, being from South Carolina. And God, he just covers. There was a play. Let's we'll see if you remember the play I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure it was second half, maybe third quarter. I haven't watched TV copy yet, so I can't I can't pinpoint it for you. But. South Carolina was maybe at like the 38 or the 40, uh, their own 38 or 40. And they threw a flat play to the running back. And he looked like he had some space and he was maybe going to get seven or eight yards. Dude, Channing Tendall came out of nowhere. Like he was shot out of a cannon and drops the kid for like a two-yard game. So it goes from what we thought was going to be second and short to second and eight. And, I mean, we're not talking he, like, tracked down tackle eligible or something, like South Carolina's yeah. running back. I mean, and he's doing it every single week. He makes at least one play like that where you go, whoa, who's 41? You know what I mean? Like, if you didn't know who the roster was, that's what you'd say. Oh, who's 41? And he's just – he is flashing on. And I will tell you somebody that I noticed a ton last night is Quay Walker. Quay Walker was everywhere. I know he had that tough face mask penalty on the stack, but boy, he came like he was shot out of a cannon on that play too. I mean, they just, they're so fast and they're playing such a good assignment football. And I can't remember the exact quote, but did you happen to watch SEC final last night? Chiswick was talking about the ball game and he was just lauding Dan Lanning and saying like, this team is so well prepared. They don't miss guys in space. They're where they're supposed to be. And, He's right. He's absolutely right. Um, you know, even the the big play that started the game, they weren't set yet. Yeah. So, like, uh, that was kind of a fluke thing. And then the, the other field goal was off the interception. So, I mean, I don't know. They They looked so dominant last night. But, yeah. I mean, what, when you were watching it, TV copy, I I've told you this before, it's getting to the point now where I love the TV copy as much as being there just because the angles are so good and you can kind of see so many things. Like what were some things that really stuck out to you watching?
1: Well, it's really hard on the first watch because your emotions are involved in it. So it's like, I don't catch everything. So I watched it. I always watch it again the next day. So I watched it again this morning. So, and on the TV copy, Quay does not flash as much as like, I noticed him a lot more last night than I did on my, my second watch. So, but Tyndall every time he's on the field is you notice him every single time. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that the rotation between Quay and Tyndall. It's such a, it's so beneficial, Mm -hmm. but because Dean does not come off the field. It feels like unless we're up by a ton, but those two, every single time they're on the field, they make plays. So it's really it's gonna it's getting to the point where it's hard to keep them off the field though because they're making so many plays. But you can't take Dean off because he's making plays too. Yeah. So there are there's two plays that really stood out to me. And both were in inconsequential plays. Well, one was not really a a a big play, but it was the first drive of South Carolina game when they did the zone read and they ran Nolan, which Nolan kept it. And I mean, he's not a fast guy, but Nolan Smith, you know, ran him down and, you know, pretty much set the tone for the entire game right there on defense. Like you're not going to get the edge on us. That, that play right there just kind of set the tone for the entire game. It was only a two yard, two yard run, not a big play, but you could see how fired the defense was just kind of set the tone for the entire game, but not a big play, you know, a two yard stop, two yard run. It wasn't a tackle for loss. It wasn't a sack, not a big play, but that play right there, you could see how fired up the defense was. And how fired up it yep. just was like, okay, this is how this game's gonna go on, on the defense side of the ball. And then a play, this was later in the game. And this is after they had had that big play to Van, after they got in the field goal. This is after they had, I don't remember what the score was. They had six points, I know that. And Doty was in, and they had already had the long pass to Van, and they had had another long pass down the left sideline. And then this is the one where they had, they thought they had gotten the completion and seen it knocked it out. Yes. And they, they overthrew the guy. But they were going after Ringo, and they overthrew the guy by about 10 yards. And Ringo was behind the guy. And when he overthrew him, when Ringo knew it was an overthrow, Ringo went after it. And Ringo looked like, same thing like Tindall, looked like he had a jetpack strapped on his back. And if he would have really gone after it, I'm not 100% sure he couldn't have gotten it. Like if yeah. he would have dove, like he he looked real. I mean, it may not be in, been as close, but on the TV copy, he looked like he was only a couple yards away. So those two plays really, really stood out defensively, offensively. I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy here, but Schaefer looked better. Erickson did not have a good night last night. He did not. He got beat up pretty bad last night.
0: You know who had a running game, game last night? Looked, who? South Carolina. Center.
1: Who? Oh no, no, he's not. And they're boys. Jordan Jordan Davis
0: and Devontae White, they're blew boi- him up all night long. That's Jordan Davis' high school teammate. Oh, he blew him up all night long. I mean, first off, I feel like we just kind of just accept it now because he's so good every single week. Jordan Davis is making himself some money right now. Like he is doing yeah. things yeah, that he really is are Absolutely dominant and game changing, and he's doing it at a speed that a man of his size should not be able to move at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he is making himself some money every single week, and for me, he is—he's the straw that stirs the drink for that defense. Like yeah, he makes definitely. it go because he lets everybody else do what they want, and I love what he said. I can't remember if it was last week or after the Clemson week, where he said, two on me, somebody's free." And he feels that. Yeah, he feels that. And, dude, he takes that on. And in all honesty, even with two people, that can't block. I mean, he he is having a big, big, big time year from an effect perspective, play to play. I'm really glad you brought up Nolan because I thought this may have been one of the better games he's played in his college career. He was was all over the place. He was very noticeable last night. Every time something would happen, you go, "Oh man, that's four again!" Like, and I love Nolan. I think he is the type of guy that you want in your program. He works, keeps his head down. But look, you can't fight expectation, right? And and the expectation when he came in was that he was going to be the next big thing, and he's kind of had to wait for it a little bit. And I thought last night was probably the. One of the better games Of his college career Maybe the best game Of his college career Is start to finish I just thought He was very active And involved And was Was everywhere And in a good way And he obviously Started off the season Right in Charlotte He had a good game That night too But last night He really looked Like a game breaker And also This is continuing To become The year of Adam Anderson Yeah Whether it's on defense Whether it's on special teams He is a problem For people and, and he's another one, Mike J.D. He's making himself some money every week. I mean, he is an absolute freak of nature with the way he moves. Did you see a hit he had on special teams last night? Yeah.
1: About yeah. knocked knock that kid back to Columbia. And, I mean, you got to think about it. You look at it, how many five stars on Georgia's roster play on kickoff and punt yeah. and punt return. Yeah. I'm it's, so glad you said that. I was
0: looking at kickoff return last night. And the guys on that front line, they're, they're
1: pretty much all starters. Like, yeah. Big time. Or at league. least too deep, at least too deep. And they get like as much as Georgia rotates on defense, especially, they're they get solid playing time.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I will also say I thought Darion Kendrick had a great game last night. He,
1: he did. And the one play that he got gave up the pass. I mean, he was in perfect position. Yeah, I thought he was going to get the interception. He ha- so, he was in a perfect position. If he's an inch taller, that's a pick. Yes, correct. Well, I also told
0: I told Chris this last night when we were watching. It. I said, you know, he is becoming where I don't even think about offenses getting anything on that side. Like I don't even, I don't even go, oh boy, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen on that that side of the field. You just kind of are now going, well, they ain't getting nothing off DK, like.
1: It's just not going to happen. He's reminded me a lot of Baker in uh, in 18. Yeah. Like, that's that's the kind of year he's, he's just like, he just shuts that side of the field down.
0: Yes. And his energy is fantastic. And I don't know if you see it much on the TV side, but I noticed it when we were in Charlotte. And, I we, you know, we both had talked about this. We kind of attributed it to Wall. He's fired up.
1: He's playing, he's Clemson. playing Clemson. Yeah.
0: But he was the same way last night. It was exactly the same. And after he got the pick, he ran down to the student section that's in the end zone and was, like, pointing at him and, like, going crazy. And it was awesome. So, yeah. I, and once again, it was very noticeable last night on the sideline how locked in they all are, are as a team. Like, every time something good happened, everybody's going crazy. Just, just one unit, man. Well – I do want to talk to you about this because I was interested to see. Well, answer me this first. Was Kendall down on the fumbler?
1: I think he was down. Yeah. I was shocked when it, because it went, because they showed the replay. The announcer said that it's going to get overturned. It went to commercial break. It came back in South Carolina, ran a play, and they didn't talk about it again. They never.
0: So it's, yeah, it's interesting that that's how it went on TV because it was the same way in the stadium. Kirby called a timeout. He was flipping out. Like, he, He's essentially, like, he's down. Like you guys are going to review this. And so then he calls timeout and Kendall said immediately, you could see him on the field, just pointing. God was, I was down and we all just expected, Oh, they're going to review it. And it's going to go. And it's like, it wasn't short three minute commercial break. So we're like waiting for the tick down. And then referee didn't even come out. Didn't it never went under the hood, never came out, and talked to anybody, never got on the, the headphones. Never made any announcement, oh, after the after review, the play was confirmed or upheld or whatever. None of it. We just kind of looked at each other. Like, um, we just shutting this whole thing down because it's fourth quarter? <laughs> like, what's happening right now? And obviously it became a big thing because they scored a touchdown and bust the spread and bust the under. So it blew up my card all in about three minutes.
1: Yeah.
0: But that was – it was just – Yeah, we and then the other weird thing was they never showed a replay at the stadium, so we never saw it. We literally saw it live, and that was it.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it
1: it was weird. They showed several replays. After it happened, and then they went to commercial break, and I mean, I can't remember which one it was. Um, one of the one of the announcers, they actually said, "You know, I mean, he's down. This is going to get overturned. We'll, you know, they're going to review it. We'll, you know, tell you what happens after the commercial break." They came back. It's South Carolina have the ball, and it was just like, uh, "What?" <laughs> yeah, so, so it was very odd.
0: Offensively, I can just tell you that in stadium, JT looked as about locked in as I've seen him. I mean. He pretty much looked like he wasn't going to miss a throw all night. And it was about as good a start as you could want. And I mean, once again, as he said all summer, he's just distributing the football, man. Almost nine more guys had catches last night. Is that yeah. Right? yeah. Big, uh, big game. And I was happy to see it because I think he's been kind of an itching to break out. And I think it's going to continue to happen as the season progresses. But Adnan
1: Mitchell. Big game last night. He did have a big game. And he he. And I love the fact that he's a hands catcher because most young guys, most young guys are body catchers. And then they learn to catch with their hands as they go on. Every time he catches the ball, he catches with the hands. And I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Y'all can't see it because y'all are listening, but boss just saw me freak out. And the reason is <laughs> that is that is literally almost word for word what I told my brother Chris at the game last night. The drive where he scored the touchdown, it was pretty much his drive. You know, he had that first down catch on the left sideline, yep. which was a beautiful hands catch. And I looked at him like, I just love that this guy is a hands catcher. Like we had talked about it at Spring Day, that he's just very away from the body, like pop, 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 like everything's a stick. And he, I will say, seeing him again last night, in person, his body type, he's rangy. Like, I don't know he's going to have a really, really good career, I think, if he stays healthy. I thought Marcus looked good last night. He had a little burst last night, too. He had a couple couple catches. And there was somebody else that I kept telling Chris that I thought looked good on offense last night. Uh, Kendall had a cut last night. And the guy's ankles are still at the 25-yard line <laughs> at Duly Field. I mean, it was an insane cut. It was in that run that he – I think it was his biggest gain of the day. yeah. But I mean, he just left the guy grasping at air, and it was awesome. James had a good night.
1: What about have. the yards per carry were better? Uh, it's just not a cohesive unit yet, and that's just yeah. against the teams we're playing right now. It's fine, but Schaefer, like I said earlier, Schaefer played better. That was Schaefer's best game of the season so far. But Erickson had his worst game of the season so far. So it's, we cannot, we're, we have not had a game where we've had g- solid guard play from both players. And yeah. I don't know if we're to the point where we're ready to si- slide Salier in and try Jones at left tackle. I mean, next, if we're going to do it and try it for a full game in the beginning, next week's the week because yeah. Arkansas is not the week we want to try that. No. So I think if we're going to try to start out, I mean, it's not like we can't always switch it back, you know, if it, if things don't go well the first couple drives. But I think if we're going to try it extensively, next week's the week because I think that we need Salyer inside. It's not that I don't think Erickson's a good player; it's just he's not. He's better with two solid guys on his hips. That's just that's the type of player he is. I think that's been evident
0: in the interior running game too. Like what you're saying, that's dead on there. There is no, Hey, we're going to bust one for 10 yards up the middle. I mean, we just haven't seen that yet. It's like you're running into a concrete barrier when they try to run anything in, you know, the two, three, the two and three hole. And then the, the toss game, the edge game has been really the bread and butter of the running game thus far. And, and, that may speak as much to how well the perimeter rece- the receivers are blocking on the perimeter a- as anything. And I do think they're trying to utilize the speed of the backs to get them out in space, um, especially James, because they don't want him busting up between the guards all night, which I get. How did Zeus look on TV? Zeus looks good.
1: I mean, Zeus has looked good ever on TV and in person. He's looked good every game but he just he needs the carries to get you know juiced up to go like he needs that rhythm so that's that's the biggest thing with him but i mean that that two play drive that he had you could tell he was starting to feel it and then he didn't touch the ball the rest of the game so but at that point the game was over too it was 33 to 6 so it's not like he needed to touch the ball the rest of the game did anybody have 10 carries last night did kendall get to 10 i don't think anybody else had double digit carries did they I think I know, no, no. no. If, if Kendall got to 10, he was the only one. Yeah. I, I want to
0: say he was at like 10 for 66 yards or something, but I think he was the only one that got the double digit carries. carries. Um, yeah. I thought, Ken, I thought Kenny had some bursts last
1: night too. Kenny always has burst every single yeah. time. And they, I like the fact they were finally getting him involved early. That's yeah. the first time that we've seen that. Normally he's he, normally they don't get him involved early. Like it's usually, you know, second late, you know, into the half and then third quarter that he finally gets some run. But he was getting run in the first quarter, which is nice to see.
0: Yeah, hey, did you see the the tweet yesterday? I can't remember which one of the media members tweeted it out, but I guess it was like when they had gotten in the press box and it was kind of the tweet that solidified that JT was going to start. And it said JT is listed as the starter on the depth chart. And then it said um, at tight end and at star or at star, it's listed as Latavius Brenny or Tyke Smith. And so people are like, wait a minute, Tyke Smith going to play tonight? And then I guess apparently it also listed Darnell Washington as the tight end. And so now no, I was like, I didn't oh. care about that. But they were both, they were both street clothes last night. I mean, no boots, which, yeah. Somebody had tweeted last week, so that was the expectation. But And not that not that they needed to play last night. It was just an interesting kind of little tidbit as we were getting ready to go watch the game. I was wondering if they were going to come out. And then, obviously, Brock has another good game. I thought Latavius had another good game. I mean, I, yeah. So it's it's wild to think, as good as they've been, weeks one through three, that there are still big-time impact players that are not playing right now because of injury. That could come back
1: and some we know will come back yeah i mean kira's finally got some wide receiver playing time got his yeah. first catch of the season last night
0: yeah that was the other one i was going to ask you about is if you noticed how many plays he got because we saw that he was um lining up and saw the catch obviously and so we were, we were happy about that but i just didn't know how he looked i mean i think he's looked great straight line on special teams but um, I think what they're nervous about, whatever is going on with his knee, they're they're just they seem to be nervous about the cutting and dynamic movements that way and all that type of stuff. But yeah, I, I think he didn't get a ton of
1: playing time. He didn't get a ton of playing time, but I mean, I think that they felt that you know they wanted to get him in there, get him in to some get him some reps, but they didn't need him to win that game. I didn't see
0: him, but again, we were kind of all over the place looking around at stuff. Did did Arian play at all last night or was he out?
1: I did not see him play at all.
0: With the, with the injuries, like with Arian's, right, it seems like a little nagging thing. And I think they're just going, okay, do we have to play them right now against South Carolina? And I think they figured out the answer is no. So we're just going to let this thing rest so it doesn't turn into something bigger than it could be. And obviously they'll have that luxury next week too. JT looked good, though. Speaking of injuries, I mean, he didn't look hampered. Threw the deep ball great.
1: No, I thought he had looked real great. Real good zip on the ball. He looked great. And it, the only thing that, I mean, it took him a while to get back in rhythm after coming out for that you know, drive, well, play when uh, Stetson came in. It took him a while to get back in rhythm. You could tell the next couple of drives, he was a little, he was a little off. Um, but once he got back in rhythm, he was back to being lights out. Did they say anything about that
0: on the broadcast because we were in the stadium like is it did JT get hurt like did he aggravate him on that last throw and
1: well, then saw they said that the plan was that the when they talked to whoever they talked to when they're doing their game prep that the plan was for both quarterbacks to play so and Emerson tweeted that he thought the plan was going to be to do the same plan that was with Stetson and Beck the week before to do two one two one. So okay. Daniels two, Stetson one, Daniels two, Stetson one. But then after Bennett threw the pick on the first time, they clearly scrapped that and were like, all right, JT, it's your show until you know the end of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was like an interesting thing in our section. People were talking about it going, wait a minute, like what's 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 going on right now? Because he came out. Everybody goes, Wait, is that Stetson? And we're like, oh, now everybody's kind of like, oh, no, do you think JT, like, re-aggravated the oblique? And then the pick happens, like, before we could even finish the conversation. And then, well, they went, like, three and out, and it was a field goal, did they? I mean, it was pretty quick, yeah. wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was three and out in the field goal, and then JT comes back out.
0: Yeah, so then we were like, well, I don't know. That was that was a, a little bit of a confusing piece, because I, I just guess our, our impression going into it was that if he was healthy, he would play, and then Stetson would come in if – it got to be garbage time but yeah so that that was a a a little bit interesting um good to see jackpot lesney hit hit one in the what has been the danger
1: zone you have no idea like i was like nervous when that was going on i was like and i was talking to jen about it um and she she was like isn't he supposed to make these i was like yes but he hasn't so you don't understand how big this is
0: yeah (laughs) and then third straight week defense puts points on the board with the safety Yep. So was sixteen points scored by the defense
1: so far. The can
0: we talk about South Carolina's offense and just one particular play? I guess it was fourth quarter. Kid had, had what has to be one of the catches of the year, on base
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, that was great. That, it was insane. That was a great well, play, but. It wasn't even the play of the day because you saw that. Did you see that interception in the Oklahoma-Nebraska game?
0: Oh, that was
1: ridiculous. That was like <laughs> Odell-esque. <laughs> but like behind him, like Superman and through the air. That was one of the best plays I've ever seen. That was ridiculous.
0: Speaking of Oklahoma-Nebraska, not, not an excellent week for your boy when it comes to the spreads. Oh, no, I had a terrible week too. So Yeah, it was it a was tough, tough day for your boy. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting day in college football in general, but, um, I thought Georgia was same old story, right? I mean, I, they came out, looked focused, dominated, and now on the next week and they'll go to Nashville and then dominate Vandy. I mean, what do you think the spread's going to be on that game?
1: No, well, I mean, South Carolina was what ended up being 31 and a half. I'd be shocked if that's, it's not at least that. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big number again. I I mean, it might be more than that because, I mean, especially with you got to add in the added hatred right now. And I know that it's a new college, but the added hatred of the cancellation of the the last game for the seniors last year, like Kirby's going to want to just beat this team into the ground. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah, that it's going to get ugly in Nashville, even though it's a noon kick and all those things. It's going to be it's going to be ugly. Um, all right. Well, am I missing anything? Is there anything else you wanted to chat about, or did we hit all the boxes there? I think, you know, they looked like they should have looked. They stayed focused. No, I mean, they came they came out and did what they were supposed to. Did their job. The standard is the standard. And now we're on to the next bludgeoning that we're going to hand out next week.
1: Next week. Yeah, dogs fans need to get their their heads out of their keisters with this because there's been too much griping on social media about how a, a twenty-seven point win against an SEC team, you know, didn't look that impressive. I'm like, I, yes, they look disinterested in the in the last fifteen minutes of the game, but come on, get over it. You know, that was a demolishing yeah. of an SEC team. It's not like we were playing, you know, yes. sisters of the board yesterday, guys. That's still an SEC team, whether you like it or
0: not. And that game, there was never a tense moment in that game. Wow, like not a, not, not one. Not even a held breath. It was just all dogs all night. And it's going to be just like that next week. So, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Dogs fans, just breathe it in, folks. Like, live in the light. It's a beautiful time to be a Dogs fan right now. Live in the light, folks. <laughs> and we are going to leave you with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So until our preview episode this week for the uh, for the Vandy game, go dogs, sick'em. go dogs. Hey, George is better now.